Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the How Should I Bro podcast. If you didn't hit that subscribe button yet, go ahead and give this episode a listen. And whenever we're done, if you thought that we were just absolutely the cat's shit and piss, <laughs> then uh, go ahead and subscribe to us. Because if you didn't know, cat shit and piss is actually a very good thing. It is not a bad thing. We're brought to you by a couple of awesome places. The first one is Show Me Comics. They are the independent premier comic book company in the entire universe. They bring to you their 64-page full-color graphic novel. It's called Hafu, and you can check out samples of it at showmecomics.com. And while you're there, if you like it, you can order your copy right now, and those awesome dudes will actually pack it up, send it to you, and entertain the living shit out of you with that book. Also, we're brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness. It's located in the Gravoy Bluffs area of Fenton, Missouri. So if you're listening to this and you're a local, come check us out. That's actually where I do all of my personal training, my boot camps, my MMA classes. They do self-defense. We've got mixed gym. we got all kinds of stuff up there. It's an awesome place. You can check us out on www.xkm-stl.com. So it has been a few weeks since we brought to you guys a new episode, been on a little bit of a hiatus, and uh, this episode we'd like to get you guys up to speed on what's been going on and try to get things back on to a, uh, a normal rotation, but there's one problem. Tim. Yes, sir. Do you know CPR? Um, actually, I was certified, but I haven't renewed my certification in a long time, so I could have a stab at it. But then I might be fucked because I'm pretty sure I'm dying right now. Why is that? Um. Well, as of the, we're recording this at about eight o'clock on Sunday night, and I actually wrestled two matches earlier today, and I felt great doing the matches. I've I've actually been back into it for a while now. I've been wrestling just about every weekend, and uh, and this week I wrestled for a, a new promotion, and luckily it was local. It's right here, in, right here in town. And um, I was in two tag team matches. It was a tournament. And I felt really good while I was out there. Like, I wasn't tired. Like, I felt fresh. I mean, I and I beat the shit out of the guys I was in there with. I've had a bunch of new moves I've been working on. And, you know, I felt great. But I think some of the supplements and drugs that I took before the match have me pretty screwed up. Like, I've been taking this... Um, like nitric oxide accelerator for vasodilation, which is good because it opens up your blood flow, which is something I need. But then I decided that I needed something to really pick me up. I needed something to just kind of give me a jolt since I knew I'd be wrestling. And tonight was an early show. Normally these like to kind of get you guys smartened up to this shit. Usually our shows start around like 11 o'clock. Since this was a Sunday evening, it was kind of a special family thing. It started at like 4, so I already wasn't used to the time difference. But I needed something to pick me up, so I decided... So you went straight to the cocaine. Yeah, dude. I friggin' went and got an 8-ball, and I snorted like five lines of it. And I felt awesome until like about 20 minutes ago. No, I'm completely joking. I did not do cocaine. Yeah, what'd you really take? Um, I, I stopped at uh, one of the one of the health stores... And I picked up uh, this this pre-workout, and it's pretty potent stuff. I've tried it before. I just haven't tried it in a long time. And I drank that stuff down, and I don't know if I had too much of it at once, or maybe I shouldn't have combined that with the vasodilator, or 
I probably should have checked the ingredients before I took it to make sure that it didn't have its own like nitric oxide accelerator. So I may have wound up taking like double the amount of nitric oxide, which means it's going to slow my heart rate down considerably. So right now my blood pressure could be super low, but I'm hoping that the caffeine and everything else, the stimulants that were in it sped some of that up. It could be that my blood pressure is plummeting and my heart rate's going up from the caffeine, which could put me into like this thing called shock. Shock's not the best thing, especially if I go unconscious. So, well, yeah, let's try to avoid that if we can. <laughs> so for all the listeners, if uh, if tonight or tomorrow I die, I st- <laughs> you better fucking listen to the episode when it comes out on Tuesday, because then it'll kind of feel like I lived an extra day, because you'll get to hear me on Tuesday say stuff that I haven't said before, but I'm already dead by the... It'd be like when fucking actors and actresses and shit die, and, and then, then the they movie have a comes movie out. come out a year and a half yeah, later. and then they win awards posthumous... Was it humusly? How yeah. do you say that? Yeah, it's, it's close enough. Maybe that. Maybe we'll get some subscribers posthumously. <laughs> we actually, like... We we actually beat uh, the Mark Marin President Obama podcast <laughs> just because you died. <laughs> then it's worth it. Um, so yeah, I'm, man, I think part of it too is just lack of sleep. I I've been ever since my son was born, I have not been getting as much sleep as I wish I could. But here lately, the last the last couple months, I just it's hard for me to go to sleep. As it is, like I usually don't go to bed till at least one, two in the morning. But here lately, it's just been even earlier and having to get up with this, my son. And now it's like for some reason, my brain, even on the days I don't have to get up with them, I I can't fucking sleep in. It sucks. So where before I at least got those days where when I didn't have him, I would just you know sleep in, get a few extra hours. But now it's like I'm. I guess I'm so used to him. Are he so? noisy on the days even whenever his mom gets up with him that i just still he wakes me up and then i can't go back to sleep so it's a combination of all this is the lack of sleep the stuff i took having two matches and so right now i just feel like shit and on top of all that i woke up today with like some type of eye allergy so that's why like right now if you guys were able to see me and you can't because i'm not periscoping today because i feel like death my left eye is fucking... It, I look like the Terminator. Like, it's all red and bloodshot, and it's not from the cocaine, because I didn't actually do any cocaine. <laughs> I woke up with some weird eye allergy, and, like, I I got all these things attacking me at once, and so it's making me feel like death. So, Tim, what have you been up to in these last three weeks? Oh, jeez. We've just... Life's been going by at fucking warp speed, so... Our only real uh, communication has been through social media and stuff like that. So what have you been up to? Well, let's see. Since we recorded last. So when when we last had a podcast, I was in the middle of a four weeks to shred. Yeah, yeah. So you're almost at the end of it. Uh, I'm actually past the end of it. (laughs) uh, Oh, because you hadn't just started. How how far into it were you when we recorded? Uh, Like I wrapped up two weeks ago. So I was like halfway through at that point. Oh, okay. So I started at like 206 point something, 206.8 probably. And I got, at my lowest, I got into the 200s. And so not a lot of, not as much weight loss as I had thought, but I did lose a couple points of body fat. Yeah. And then we had our vacation, uh, our long vacation weekend in New Orleans. So we went down to New Orleans, took a little road trip, and we were down there for 
couple days, a couple few. Um, and then after that, it just all went to shit. <laughs> I gained everything back. We, we, we ate like crap on the way. Uh, we ate like crap down there, and then we got back, and then you know we got we we came back on like a Sunday night yeah. or something like that. So we didn't do any meal prep for the rest of the week. So we went out to eat a lot. We did go to the gym a couple times. I think mm-hmm. I seem to remember going to the gym a few times. And then yeah, it's it's just been it's been downhill. So I'm like I weighed in. Probably about around two oh seven. Yeah, like after eating garbage. Yeah. So I, under, I, my my body fat percentage is still it's not as high as it was. But oh yeah, and the good thing about that is if you've been dieting for you know a month, two months, three months, a long amount of time, and then you have a short term cheat fest, the weight that you put on is not fat. Yeah, that's the good thing about it is it's a lot of water. It's a lot of undigested food. There's a lot of that that if as long as you go back within a short amount of time and you resume your training and your your dieting and your proper nutrition and all that, your body will eliminate a lot of the shit. There's a lot of gunk that's just kind of sitting in your intestines um, and there's nothing that your body's doing with it. It's just waiting to get it out. And then because of the sodium intake and some of the other nutrients that the body wasn't used to, it friggin' you know, retained a shit ton of water. But the good thing is once you get back on it, it usually takes a few days, but then you'll drop a ton of weight right off the bat because the weight that you put on wasn't real. It wasn't fat. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's when you don't get back onto the training immediately. If you go, okay, well, I just did a four day sh- or a four week shred, and then I ate like shit for two three weeks. You know, then after a few days, your body goes, oh, okay, well, I'll start processing all this extra stuff and turn it to fat. It's a, it's amazing how the body it gets used to being a, a particular way for a while. And it'll want to stay that way. So if after four weeks of dieting, the body goes, okay, I know exactly how many nutrients I need. I know how much sodium I need. I know how much sugar that I need to maintain where I'm at. When you do have that short-term increase of fat and sugar or whatever from cheating, the body won't absorb all the extra stuff. It doesn't need it. It goes, I don't know. I, I know I don't need all this. So it'll retain a little water. It'll hold on to the rest as it passes through your intestines and it'll crap out a ton of the stuff. Whereas... If you haven't been training for a while, if you just normally ate bad for however long, your body will adapt to that. And it'll go, okay, well, I can use all these extra calories for fat. It's really it's really amazing how complex the body is, like how it can get used to something for a while and know like how much to keep or how much to get rid of. Mm. So that's that's one of the good things. But it's if you resume normal training. If you let it go for a few weeks, though, the body readjusts and it starts going, okay, I'm going to start storing all these extra calories that I normally wouldn't have. I'm going to go ahead and start storing these as fat. but. Yeah, that's cool. It's, yeah, it's so, not as drastic as it seems. So this, uh, so yeah, before you came over, like all most of today, I've been doing meal prep. So yeah. the, the fridge has got all the uh, the clean meals that we're going to have for at least the first half of the week. So and then we're hitting the gym tomorrow. Good. Yeah, you just get right back right on back track. on it. It's it's been so it's been so easy for me because I've been doing all these shows so frequently. Um. And I mean, it, on Instagram, you know, doing the Instagram, the 30 day team Sam challenge and everything, which for those of you that are listening that have Instagram, uh, if you follow me, my handle is at Adam Caster STL. Um, if you go to the hashtag three zero, so 30 day team Sam with a three zero, uh, you can look and you can see there's now it's up to like a 700 or a thousand pictures that are on this thing now from all the people that do this and post their, their progress pics every day. But I routinely do the challenge myself. Um, 
I'll usually do a 30 and then maybe a couple of weeks off, if even that, and then I'm back on another 30 just because it gives me an excuse to like take pictures with my shirt off so that it doesn't seem like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to be an arrogant douchebag because I'm years and fucking miles away from looking like a bodybuilder or anything. So it's not like I'm trying to like show myself off, but it does make me more motivated and it keeps me strict by posting those pictures. Like if I know I'm putting a picture of me up without a shirt on, like each one, I go, oh God, I can't look like a fucking pig. <laughs> and so that's why I like doing that 30 day team Sam hashtag. Like it, it keeps me on by having to post those pictures every day, but also with the wrestling matches, because you know, whenever I'm wrestling, I don't have filters. I don't have lighting. I can't stand a certain way to like look the absolute best. So it's like, if I'm not on with the diet or anything, then I'm just going to look like shit. And I don't want that while I'm out there. I want to look like a total professional, especially now that I'm trying to brand myself and really do a lot with it. Um, it it's, it's so much easier to stay motivated, though, when I know like every week I've got another match. You know, in, in the past when I was younger and like like when we used to run our own wrestling shows back in the day. Right. We would do like we would do a show every two weeks or we would do a show every month. Sometimes it would be six or eight weeks in between. So. I would I would approach things more like a fighter or like a UFC person where they fight once every three months, which means these guys take four weeks off and then they train really hard for eight weeks and then they take eight weeks off. So like I used to do that, like I would train pretty hard for three weeks. I'd have the match and then afterwards, instead of having a cheat day, you know, like you said, after the New Orleans trip, I would do that. Like I would train for three weeks and then have the match and then I'd be like, well, I'm not wrestling again for another eight weeks. So I'd fucking just go horrible for the next like 14 to 20 days. And then I put a bunch of weight and stuff back on. Then over three weeks, I tried to get it right back off. And it's like, at the end of the day, I didn't feel as good as I could. And I didn't look nearly as well as I know I could have. So now that I'm wrestling every single week in the, like it, it keeps me from going, Oh, okay. So I just have my match. I'm going to eat like shit for the next 21 fucking days. It's like, Oh, I can't do that because I have another one five or six days from now. So now my cheat days are really like, like today, for example, I, uh, you know, I wrestled the two matches. As soon as I was done, like I, I ran home and ate, I had some pasta and shit. And then like this crazy ice cream fucking cake that's been sitting there forever. And I was like, okay, that's it because tomorrow's Monday and I've got to wrestle next Saturday. So it's like, I absolutely cannot cheat for another two or three days or whatever. Like it's, it just has to be these things and then back on it. And uh, it's it's helped tremendously, though. I know that looking at looking at uh, past matches and videos and stuff, like I'm looking at the condition that I'm in, and I'm like, this is pretty much you know, my best. If I look at the entire 15 years that I wrestled, there's only like a couple specific matches I could point at where I go, okay, I was in better shape than I am now, and that's due to the consistency and the training and stuff like that. Um, which, speaking of the wrestling shows, um. It's really funny, like, how wrestling works. You've got, like, there's all these different, like, organizations and what they call feds or promotions. And you've got quite a few that'll be, you know, regional that the guys will work. And then some dudes get out and travel. I'm trying to do a bit of everything right now. But, um, you know, essentially, as an independent wrestler, what we do is we try to get on to as many of these little local organizations as we can. And... In the past, you know, the thought was always you get one or two and then hope that that promotion gets really big. And if the promotion gets really big, then the wrestler will get well known and yada, yada, yada. And uh, since I've been back this time, I've had a different mindset to what I'm trying to do with this. Um, I've changed my wrestler name. It used to be Adam Raw and now I'm wrestling as Adam Caster, which has a lot to do with 
uh, you know, branding and, and reasons with the, the market and how wrestling and stuff works. But, um, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on taking myself as a brand and, you know, doing whatever I can to help out to whatever promotion I'm working for. But the stuff that I'm doing isn't like promotion approved. So if any of you, uh, are friends with me on Facebook or you follow me on Twitter and stuff, you'll notice I've been creating a lot of videos. I've been creating a lot of content based on whoever my upcoming opponent is. And it, these videos that I'm doing are not approved by the organization that I'm wrestling for. Like, for example, I put one out last week and it's me and I'm inside the gym that I train at and I'm, uh, I'm talking some shit on a guy named Nathan Redwing. And in the video, I'm, I'm hyping it. I'm showing graphics. I'm doing all this stuff. And I even put over the name of the promotion that I'm wrestling for. But the thing is, that video was not approved by that promotion. Like, I didn't go to them and say, hey, guys, uh, do you care if we make a video? And that's how things were in the past. Like, you would either have an idea and then you'd have to wait and ask the promoter, do you care if I do this? Or you would, a lot of wrestlers wait for the promoter to tell them, like, hey, guys, would you mind doing a video or whatever? And it's like, that's that's not what I'm doing now. Like, the content that I'm creating is completely my own idea. I'm not getting approval from it. The promoters are willing to show it because it helps them sell tickets to their event. Like, if it's content, like, why the hell wouldn't you put it up? And right. I understand some of them, they've got, they might be a family show and there's language restrictions. So they might say, hey, you know, that's that's cool you're doing this. Just, you know, know that we can't put it on our page. I'm like, hey, that's fine because it's getting out there to the people I wanted to. But it's really neat because it's allowing me a lot of creative freedom with what I'm doing, especially with, with my character and my brand. It's getting out there to a lot more people. But what I thought would be cool is if there was a way to take what I'm doing with the wrestling and now start to involve, you know, my whole, what I've always considered like the whole creative team, because as long as I've known Tim and I've known Jordan, like since we were kids, like we've always had these creative projects that we've worked on, like the wrestling matches and the podcast and the comic book. And we, we've done audio shit in the past. So maybe one day we'll be able to play some of this stuff, but it's like, for as long as we've known each other, we always had little creative projects that we did. It's just in the past, we didn't have ways to get this out to people the ways that there are now. So I thought it would be cool as if as a way to use our creativity, we create characters for Tim and for Jordan to play that play off of what I'm doing with this Adam Caster character. <laughs> So like somebody could be like like the trainer like fucking Mick from the Rocky movies where it's like oh you know it's this gruff guy and he's like, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna tear him to shreds and we could film videos of me like training and like the dude is there and maybe they wear like a ball cap and a sh shirt with holes in it or maybe it's something completely different but it'd be funny to have like a trainer or have like an agent or a promoter like a Don King or fucking somebody over the top that is just there that plays you know that's there to hype me up that does that does all the shit but I'm like. Between the three of us, we could probably create some videos that are fucking hilarious. It would be more content also for this show, but also it'd be ways to get other people that may not listen to this yet or that come from the wrestling world or wherever to funnel in to where they might be going to my YouTube page or whatever because they see my stuff, but then all of a sudden they're seeing all these other videos. Like it'd be a fucking hilarious way to get out there to people. So if we did something like that, do you find yourself more of the gruff coach guy mm. or more of a sports agent or a promoter? Boy, that's a good question. Now you've played a promoter already. When that's you did true. the presidency when you did the the presidency as Tam Ali. So you've got some experience already doing some promoter stuff. Yeah, again, but that means I probably don't want to be typecast. I probably yeah, want to play exactly. something different. You might want to do something that, now you got the beard. You didn't have the big beard back then. True. Also so true. you could be like a lum like a lumberjack dude that has me out fucking chopping wood mm -hmm. and doing stuff like that. You're like, get out there. It's like it's slash lumberjack 
and Mr. Miyagi. It's like a cross <laughs> between those two. You're like, you got to sand the deck, and then you got to take this tree and chop it down and make a house out of it. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea. The other the other idea is just like the complete opposite of a trainer, like what you would expect to be a trainer. Like this guy's like in an oxygen tent and shit. <laughs> Or he's, or he's just unbelievably fat. Like, I have to get a fat suit like Weird he's, Al. He's the anti-trainer. He's like, no, no, boy, you're doing too much work. Lighten it up over there. Don't hit so hard. Hey, come here. Sit down and have a cigarette with me. He's the, he's the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, oh, having a mind blank. At any rate, he'd be like the trainer for, like, not our kids' generation, but the generation before that where everybody's like so concerned with feelings. It's oh, like, yeah. listen, you don't have to work that hard. You're already a winner before you get <laughs> yes. into that ring. Yes. You're like, hey, as long as you participate in that match, then you're the best. You're a winner already. <laughs> you're going to get the participation belt. That's or, what wrestling shows need. <laughs> wrestling shows need a participation <laughs> belt. That's a great idea. It's like, all right, so we got all the champions out here, the guys that won, but hey, let's bring out all the losers. Guys, come in here. Pick your heads up because we got belts for all of you, <laughs> and they're made out of like aluminum foilers. That's something. a great idea. <laughs> or if you were like, if you were like the like a Mr. Miyagi type, where you're training me through ways like like in those Karate Kid movies, Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel son how to block and fight and do all this shit by like you know like waxing on the car, and the waxing motion wound up being like you know like a block. And then like paint the fence, and that was a way to like throw a fucking punch or something. It'd be funny if like your character is doing all that, but it it doesn't teach me anything. Like you're literally just using me to clean your house and, <laughs> and build shit. And at the end of the videos, it's like, what skill did I learn by this? And you're like, nothing. You're a fucking slave. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if this wrestling thing doesn't work out for you, yeah. you know how to build a birdhouse. Yeah, like, <laughs> I go into my match and I get obliterated. I lose and I come out and I'm like, oh. Master Tim, I all of the skills I learned, how come I still lost? And you're like, well, because you didn't learn shit. Like, all you did was fucking wax my car. <laughs> I got everything out of it. You didn't. <laughs> that would be a fucking hilarious character. So, anyway, outside of the wrestling shows, um, I've just been working a lot. Um, the personal trainer business, we're starting to enter the upfield or the upside. So, it goes in cycles and I'm sure most, you know, most businesses and industries are like this where you have your peaks and you got your downtimes. And my industry, January is the absolute peak. That's where if you're a personal trainer or you're a gym or you're a supplement company, if you have anything to do with health, specifically weight loss, January is the top of the mountain. And that's because it's New Year's resolution time. And that means that everybody out there is saying, that's it, New Year, new me. I'm going to lose 500 million kajillion pounds. I'm going to do all this because that's my New Year's resolution. New me, new me, new me. And so they go out and they are also getting tax returns close to that time. So they've already got it set in their head. They're going to take their tax return and they're going to blow it on a gym membership and a personal trainer and all these supplements and new clothes. And they're going to do all this because it's going to be a new them. And so January is the peak. And then by like March and April, the weather starts to get a little bit warm. And so the people go, oh, man, I just realized I can't keep up with this. And plus, the weather's getting a little bit warm, and my friends are wanting to go out and do social things. So I'm going to have more excuses to why I'm not working out or going to see my trainer or fit into these new clothes. And things, you know, business starts to slow down. And then by July, 
So six months later at July, that is our volley. That is where everybody's on vacation. The weather's nice, so their friends are constantly inviting them out to do things, so they're quick to look for excuses to not come in. Their kids are out of school, so they're stressed out, and they're doing stuff with their children. So July is, oh, that's that's just the bottom of the pool. And as we start to pull out of July and we start going into October Halloween, the weather's changing, kids are back in school, people are putting their, their, their jeans and their sweatshirts back on and they're feeling tighter than they were last year and it's reminding them of how much heavier they're getting and so then they start going, oh, maybe I should do something about this and then by then we're back to January and the cycle you know, just completes and rotates. Right. And so that's what I'm going through right now. The last, uh, the last three weeks, I think I've already picked up like six new people, which is funny because... They're really awesome. Like I just gave you that whole fucking explanation about the cycle of how this industry works. And really the people though that I've been picking up are like, like one of them, she's already lost like 50 pounds on her own. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh, I just need this to kick my butt and keep going. And then the other girl I signed is a, uh, she used to be a Miss Missouri pageant contest. Okay. Uh, our contestant and. She isn't even doing it because, like, she wants to lose weight. She doesn't need to lose any weight, but she wants to get stronger, do all the stuff. And, like, so the people I'm picking up don't really, they're not even at so much for the weight loss, but it still applies. Like, summer's over, so they're not going out as much, and they're going to feel more focused on being indoors and, and trying to, to hit their goals. So that's definitely been keeping me busy. So between that and the wrestling and everything, I've just been pooped. Absolutely pooped. Waiting on Jordan to finish up the editing to uh, the second part of Hafu so that we can start getting that out because, listen up, people. If you're a longtime listener of this show, you know that every fucking episode... <laughs> or the show before we did yeah, this show. Yeah. And um, it, it, if you listen, though, every single show, I say that we're brought to you by Show Me Comics. And it's the premier independent comic book company in the entire world. Well, there's one thing that's preventing us from being the best right now, and that is we haven't brought you the second book. We haven't bought you a new book in like a fucking year. And that's because the second one's finished. It has been for a while, but I'm waiting for the editing to get done so that we can get this thing cranked out. Now, if you've read the book, and I know a few of you have, and I know a lot of you have that don't listen to the show because you're fucking dorks and you don't listen to shit like this because the title of it scared you off when really you're probably our target audience. But if you have read it, because you sold a lot of them, it was pretty cool, but the second book is going to fucking blow you away. This, And I'm not saying that everybody goes, oh, we did a second thing and it's better than the first. No, like legitimately, this book was meant to be one long story. It wasn't meant to be broken into two parts, but because of printing cost and just where we were at time-wise, we said, hey, let's give them the beginning part to hook them, and then the second part is what really friggin' reels them in and blows them away. So like the second part, the second book is awesome. And I feel like I was putting out my best art at that the second part of this book. Like it's just it's insane how good this stuff is. But you haven't seen it yet because we're still waiting on Jordan. <laughs> and if you listen to the show, you know that Jordan is kind of a kind of a he's pretty uh he's pretty intense guy. <laughs> His head goes pretty fast. He's got a lot going on, and I know he's been busy, but uh, he said that he's got a lot of it done, so we just got to get that finished, though, because I would love to get back into some comic book stuff. I know I've been doing a lot of wrestling and all that shit lately, but, like, the comic is not... It's not like on the back burner. I haven't moved on from that. Like, I am fucking eager to get that second book out. It's just the ball is, is, is in his court right now. Right. Speaking of that, uh, 
I know when I was working on the book, I was sending, I would usually send samples to both the guys so you can see what the pages were like. But like, yeah. um, how much of that did you pay attention to? Like, what did you think of the second half? I love the second half. I think the second half was great. Um, and de- you're definitely right about your art. Your art's a lot better in the second half. Um, it's been so long since I've looked at it, though. Exactly. That's what's <laughs> going to be neat about having it. Like, I I'm going to be remember. reading it again for the like, first time. Is it, the, part of this podcast is me. It's therapy for me. It's a chance for me to get shit out of my head. And something that my uh, my significant other that she's had to learn to deal with lately is me and my brain because it's, it's fucking living with me being in a relationship with me is not a fucking picnic the people i train or that are just around me you know in a social environment think oh dude he's funny and he's all over the place and he's always upbeat and mode dude when i'm at home it's the total opposite when I in at home and it's just me and my family and I don't want to fucking talk to anybody like when I'm at home I want that to be my shut off point because I spend all day long whether it's wrestling or working or whatever all day long I'm being a fucking character where I'm having to be happy ha 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 and laugh and motivate people and and be upbeat and all this and be very uh, spontaneous and I have to be very happy when I'm at home it's like dude that's when I don't want to do any of that. And I'm not saying that what I do then is fake. It's not at all. That's very much, I like to think that that is the real me. But then when I'm at home, I'm like, dude, this is my only time to fucking turn that valve and shut that stuff off. Like this, I'm a fucking introvert. A lot of people don't believe that, but I'm very much an introvert. I'm just a very outspoken introvert. But I love to just have times where fucking nobody talks. Like, I don't want to fucking talk. I wish that I could just be by myself. I don't want to have to be happy. Like, I, I'm legitimate. I don't want to be happy. Like, I want some times where I can just fucking just be, okay, let me just fucking sit here and not talk and not be happy and just, you know, be in my own head for a while. And so when you have a significant other at home that you don't see that often anyway because of your work schedules and then when you have a fucking year and a half old kid who also takes up the rest of your time and you get no intimacy or anything, it really makes it hard for that person whenever they do get to finally see you and you're just like, I don't want to fucking talk. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I don't know. That's my answer. Like, if you, if you could put a fucking camera in my house and most of the conversations are her like, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. And it's not her. She is a saint. All right. I try. I don't say her name on the show. I try not to bring too much of that out because I don't want people fucking, you know, finding her on Facebook or whatever and sending messages and just being fucking stupid because that's how people are. Well, your Sam doesn't give you much attention. I'd pay you attention. Yeah, it probably would be like from the way that guy sounds on the air. He's a fucking asshole. Here's a picture of my dick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like I feel bad because she's not a bad person or anything like that, but she has to put up with a lot out of me that just probably drives her fucking nuts. And my kid, who is going to be a year, he'll be a year and a half old on the 1st of October, which as we record this is just like a week away. And he is the cutest friggin' little thing ever outside of my daughter when she was that age. (laughs) <laughs> but he is he's just ridiculous cute. I'm like, how did I produce something that is this cute? He must take after his mom and like his ancestors because it ain't me. The only thing he got from me is he's a year and a half old and he looks like he's four. 
and he's got these humongous hands and feet and eyes. I uh, like both of my kids, even my daughter. My daughter takes after her mom a lot as far as she's not very big, but they both have these enormous hands and feet and the exact same eyes. It is scary how much like just their eyes look the same, except my daughter got my ears and my son didn't. But anyway, <laughs> he is, he's ridiculous cute and he's so smart and like he talks and he's, but he's fucking all over the place. Like this kid has no fear. He is. He has no concept of like danger or he doesn't, he doesn't care because the shit that he climbs on and runs around and does, and I'm pretty sure that he has like ADD and like, I used to say, I think he's bipolar cause like he'll go from super happy and all of the just fucking furious anger. And, uh, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of times like, oh my God, I couldn't do this again. I know she wants to have like 20 kids Ugh. and there's times I'm like, man, it would, I don't want to like crush her feelings, but it's like, there's times I want to tell her there's no way I could not, I don't think I want any more kids. Not after. And there's times I think she's like that. Like Eli is my son. He will just be so fucking crazy that even she is just like, you know, stop it. Like she like almost loses her temper and like the type of person she is, like she does not lose her temper ever. And there's times even, even he gets her like fired up, but I haven't told her that yet, and so hopefully she doesn't listen to the show, and then she's going to be texting me like, are you for real? But yeah, like so I mean, I've got all that at home, and the wrestling, and the work, and everything that's been keeping me incredibly busy, and my brain completely just, psh. but that's with the comic and stuff, and that's that's what I'm getting to with this and with her, is that for, we've been together now, actually as of yesterday, officially we've been together for six years. The first probably four years of that was that fucking comic book Mm -hmm. like we were just it's funny because i was still living with tim and um we had just been talking about you know hey you know uh let's redo that book you know we're older now we're better at this stuff we could get it out there you know let's let's have jordan go through and make some edits and he wound up rewriting the strip and play but it's like let's redo that and actually get it out to people and from the time we started that to when it was finished was about four and a half years. I mean, I, I just finished up the, uh, the final artwork and everything to the second book, um, back in like May or June. Yeah, it was like in the spring. Yeah, it was like May or June. And so for her, the first four and a half years or so of us being together, I had that book that I was working on. And anybody that knows me, like, if I have a project, I can be pretty friggin' laser beamed into that. And that's how it was. Like I spent four and a half years where if I wasn't at work or I wasn't doing whatever and I did, I, I was not wrestling a lot during that time. There was like, you know, two or three years there where I, there was periods of time where I didn't mess with the wrestling or anything. It was just that book and work, that book and work. And so, you know, late at night, whenever I'm normally up anyway, because that's when my brain is, you know, it's at its most productive, I would be drawing and working on the comic book. And she was used to that. You know, she'd go to sleep because she goes to bed way earlier than I do. She would go to bed and I'd be up till two in the morning working on the comic book, whatever. And now that the book is done, it's like, well, I need something to replace that. <laughs> it's not like, I think in her mind, she's like, man, once he has this book done, then it'll be great. He'll be home and he'll go to bed at a normal time and he'll be there. And it's like, that ain't how my brain fucking works. Like the comic book was just that thing that kept me busy. That was my project that lasted four and a half years. Now that it's not there guess what? My brain doesn't fucking slow down. I'm just a naturally nocturnal person and I've always got to have something going on there. So 
now that that's not there, that's why I don't. That, that's why I'm not doing the wrestling shows and traveling more. Is because that I, I get to stay up late. We get to be on the road. I get to drive. Get to wrestle. But it's like on the weeks when I'm not, or even during the week. Like there's times now where. I, I'm more willing to be like, hey, you know, do I have any buddies that are up late? Let's go hang out. <laughs> and I'm serious. Like, I'll be like, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. Or what? just because I don't feel like sitting at home at that. That used to be when I would be drawing and finishing up the book, whatever. But it's like, now that that's not there, I because if not, I would sit at home and drive myself insane. So I would just fucking go nuts. And so she's she's having to do with that side of me, which is what I was like before we had this comic book that we were working on. Like before we started on the book, it was like that. I would stay out for hours and hours. A lot of times, not even like hanging out with people. I would just fucking go places, even if it's just anything to keep my mind busy. And um, she never got to see that side of it though, because I was into the book. And now that I'm done with that, she's starting to see like, oh well, I didn't know that. You know that you did that. I didn't know that you liked to do this because the book was always there, and so I'm sure that's been something that's you know hard for her to deal with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's my last few weeks in a nutshell. Wow. <laughs> but so you've been busy. <laughs> yeah, I've been very. So busy. What you're saying? I've been very busy. But um, anyway, I'm just happy though that we got to sat down, that sat down, that we got to sit down, and we got to finally put out. Uh, we got to record a new episode, so uh, we got some we got some new material for all you out there. If you've been wondering what happened to us, and uh, we should have some new stuff coming up. Hopefully, there won't be some big breaks again uh, anytime soon. But I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up with that because I know I've been rambling for a while. Um, Anyway, on behalf of the How Should I Bro podcast, I am Sam Richardson. You can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter and Periscope, at AdamCasterSTL. And I'm Tim Pickerel. You can find me on Twitter at TimHatesYou and on Instagram at OnyxEdge Studios. And make sure that you go to www.howshouldibro.com and look at all the neat stuff that's on there. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, you'll get the newest episode every Tuesday. It'll come up and leave us a review and a rating. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you like us. We are How Should I Bro. So that is it. We love you all. You're in our hearts. You're in our minds forever. And if I die tonight, well, then I won't see you guys ever again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign off for you.